the internet can be a goldmine for identity thieves. Hey, big score? Six-pack of passports. You? A couple social security numbers. Ah, well, beats real work, right? (laughs) (laughs) It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, curious minds out there in Radio Land. Welcome to CC with BB. Connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, M.D. That's me. This is the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through X-Zone Broadcast Network, located in Hamilton, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over the world. I'm a psychiatrist. I like to help people, and I use medications and psychotherapy. In other words, I work with both the brain and the mind. To study coincidences, you need your mind to recognize them and your brain to talk about them. Coincidences are spoken here. Coincidences alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. In other words, coincidence alert us to possible causal connections not recognized by modern science. Put connecting with coincidence in your search engine and find my Psychology Today blog, my website, and my social media sites. Would you like to know how sensitive you are to coincidences? Go ahead and take the weird coincidence survey. You'll find it on my website. Well, why study coincidences? Uh, One of the reasons, as we will learn today, is in our discussion with philosopher Michael Grosso, that coincidences have an influential role in religious thought. And we'll talk about just how that might happen uh, with uh, Dr. Grosso, uh, who is also a very good friend of mine. Coincidences teach us to study probability. These low probability events make the coincider, that is the person experiencing the coincidence, more willing to believe in higher guiding intelligence. One of the stories that came out of our research on coincidences at the University of Missouri involved what we call synchronicity sisters, a story called synchronicity sisters. What happened with these, with this woman uh, and who was involved in it was she was who reported it to us. She was um, sitting at home uh, with her children, uh, waiting to pick up her husband at uh, the local airport. She, as she was waiting, she received information that the plane would be late. Uh, 
and she began to mull over the problems she was having with her husband. He was abusive both to her and her children, and it was hard for him to stop. She'd ask him many times. They tried various means to make the relationship better, but his abuse continued. As she mulled over the problems in the marriage and the problems in the family, she received a a phone call, and it was the wrong number. And for some reason, the woman on the phone just started talking about a marriage, her marriage, that was in deep trouble. Her husband was also abusive and was also abusive to the children. Well, the, patient, the person reporting this story um, received that information that the, phone, that the plane had been delayed. And during that time that she heard that the plane would be delayed and this anonymous phone call from a woman upset about her own marriage, the woman reporting the story concluded that that's me. That woman on the other line is just like me. And she told me that she has decided not to see her husband anymore and to get a divorce. And that really must be the decision I make. She called her husband when he arrived at the airport and told him the marriage was over. As she thought back about it in her report to us, she said, I didn't believe in God before, but that phone call coming just at the right time, just when I needed something to tell me what I knew I needed to do, but I was afraid to. That woman's anxiety and fear helped drive me to make a decision that I knew I had to make. I now believe in God. I believe this was willed by some higher power influencing me in some way to do the right thing. Coincidences can do that to us And they have done that to uh, religions and religious followers over many years. We look in the Old Testament, and what do we find? An amazing coincidence with the parting of the Red Sea. How did it happen that right when the Hebrew, the, the Israelites got to that shore, that the waters parted and allowed them to make their escape? And then the waters closed. That's a coincidence of colossal importance and suggest another way in which religious stories help are, are peppered with coincidences that help us believe, just as the woman in the story that I just told you was able to come to a belief in a higher power in God. Michael Grosso will help us understand in more detail just how it is that over the many millennia of religious activity and philosophy, religion has been influenced by coincidences. And the story of the Red Sea and stories like that will be something that we will discuss in our next segment. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder, Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, the only radio program in the world that is studying 
Coincidences, Synchronicity, and Serendipity. Our guest today is Michael Grosso, Dr. Michael Grosso, a PhD in philosophy, uh, a well-respected philosophy teacher, uh, and an excellent psychological philosopher for those who seek counsel from him. He is the author of the recent book, The Man Who Could Fly, the story of St. Joseph of Cupertino, who could levitate. And we will get to psychokinesis and religion as part of this discussion. I know we will. Michael and I have met through DOPS, the Division of Perceptual Studies here at the University of Virginia, and formed a group called the Minder, Minder, Miners, where we think about things, we, us minders think about things that are related to parapsychological phenomenon like psychokinesis, telepathy, and religion and psychokinesis and telepathy. Michael, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Bernie. It's good to talk with you, and, and I enjoyed your introduction. <clears throat> well, thank you very much. Um, would you tell us about uh, a coincidence uh, that stands out in your own personal experience? Yeah, I'd be happy to. There is one especially uh, that I remember, especially around Christmas time. Uh, this is a sort of a romantic story. Some years ago, it was a Christmas Eve, and I was with my girlfriend, and we had gone to uh, Midnight Mass together, and we kind of got into a bit of a spat. And by the time we got back home, uh, we were feeling sort of turned off from each other. And it turned out that that night was, and this is important for the story, the coldest night of that very year. It was about zero. And the apartment uh, where I lived, which was in Edgewater, New Jersey, overlooking the Hudson River, was bitter cold. That's an important fact. So it turned out that we were so uh, sort of irritated with each other on this holiday evening that we slept in separate spaces and uh, glumly uh, ended the evening together that way. In the morning, however, uh, something amazing happened. I had a plant in the house, a Dracaena fragrance. It's a tropical plant. And overnight, uh, it burst into, it bloomed. And I was awakened in the morning by my friend who was hovering over me, and she said, do you smell that? And I smelled, and the entire apartment was filled with the richest, sweetest smell that you can possibly imagine. And I looked up, and there was my Dracaena plant had burst into all kinds of buds and uh, white uh, flowers. So we started to think about this thing. It, it blew our minds. It, it felt some, you know, magical and wonderful. Uh, a plant in Arctic weather, a tropical plant flowering and blessing us, so it seemed, with these wonderful uh, fragrances. We immediately embraced and made up. And uh, and the effect of with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? 
Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This uh, amazing coincidence or strange phenomenon was to bring us back together again. That's the point. Then after that, I did a little research. I went to the New York, to the Bronx Botanical Gardens, and I described the plant and what had happened. And everybody that I spoke to there just shook their heads and said to me, that's impossible. That's a miracle. That was the word that the woman used. I went around to different uh, florists in the neighborhood and asked the same question, and they had the same response. So this is a wonderful illustration, I think, of synchronicity or whatever you want to call it, a coincidence that certainly suggested to both of us some kind of overriding intelligence, a kind of a gift. My friend called it a Christmas card from heaven. And uh, it, it was quite a, an astonishing experience. And uh, call it a coincidence, uh, I've never heard that particular plant blossoming anywhere in any time of the year. Uh, although one person told me that she had a plant like that and it did flower in a, on a hot day during the summer once. The, so, the, the general idea and, uh, of plants flowering at uh, times of high emotion, just as birds sometimes show up at times of high emotion, uh, most commonly at least described around death. And these have, this has been reported, of course, and n- maybe not as dramatic a, a thing as this, but the, the, the most important flower of the deceased um, blooms at a time uh, during the funeral um, that is unexpected, a time of year that's unexpected, is not an uncommon uh, description. But this is a little odder. Uh, You and I have been interested in trying to figure out how things like this work. So uh, it's one thing to say it's a divine gift, which it certainly can feel like, but how do you think that happened, Mike? Well, again, I was describing how I felt. Yes. I I don't really know. I find it incredible that this was just some kind of unexplained physio, you know, plant freak accident. Uh, it, it seemed that, you know, the timing, uh, there's something about uh, the archetypes of timing here that may come into play. Uh, one possibility, and this is extravagant, but uh, it's hard for me to believe that the, that the divine being out there decided to do this just to make us to love us feel good. On the other hand, it's not inconceivable to me that at some subliminal level, level, our joint PK, psychokinetic abilities, collaborated unconsciously, of course, and acted upon the plant. We have evidence of, uh, from psychical research that intentional uh, effort can accelerate or even if a, if a, if a person is depressed, uh, retard the growth of plants. So we know that that kind of PK influence is possible. So rather than, uh, than drag in the, the divine being himself or herself, which seems wildly sort of, I don't know, extravagant on our part, uh, I would conclude that that event may have been created by ourselves. doesn't make it any less amazing. Well, as, as you... As you know even better than I, when you end up having the final cause be the cause, there's no argument. 
when you can say that it's God did it. There's no way of disproving that. Right. And if you, if you want to believe it, you can. But what, what you and I are trying to do, and, and I think many others, is maybe not go to God so fast. Right. Um, right. Maybe recognize the, the powers that we have um, that have something to do with uh, making them happen. Just just as you just described, as the, oh, wow. psycho, the psychokinetic of your desire to be together somehow did something to the plant that made it bloom and brought you together. I, I, I like that explanation uh, as a start much better. Yeah, and, and but another way we could put it, uh, Bernie, is to say that um, the divine element in the universe, and I believe that there is something like that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Acts can act through us in these ways. So it needn't be an either or. Uh, it needs to be just a plea for an, uh, human capacity, but it may be phenomenon that illustrates the interaction between human potential and something outside of us that's operating on us and through us in mysterious ways. Uh, no denying that. Uh, this there's something with psychokinesis and the greater something that we're all part of that uh, can work in synergy, and that's what you're suggesting. Yeah. Let, let's go. Let's go on to what uh, this the, the the main subject of this uh, of our conversation. I, I really want to hear more from you about the role of religion, the role of coincidence in religion. I mentioned the the. Red Sea parting. Uh, tell us what what what. Tell us. Start telling us about the role of coincidence in well, religion. I'll give you an example from the the book that I wrote and the case that I'm most familiar with. Uh, of all of the saints in the history of the Catholic Church, uh, Joseph of Cupertino uh, is probably the most extraordinary in terms of producing all kinds of unusual phenomena. Uh, so he's a wonderful uh, case to illustrate. And what I want to say, I want to give some examples very quickly. Of Be, before, before you give the examples, tell, it, give us a little background like place and time oh, about, uh, of, of Joseph. Yeah, well, all right. He, he, he lived uh, 1603 to 1663 uh, in southern Italy during the Baroque period and during the uh, the church was, you know, struggling at that time in the 17th century, both with science and with the Protestant Reformation. Uh, and uh, so, but it was also a period of rich mysticism. And the more mystical you get, the greater the number of reported uh, miracles and strange uh, phenomena. So Joseph was an example of a of an extraordinarily uh, focused kind of a mystic. He's been called the greatest um, ecstatic of all times. And being in an ecstatic state seems to be empirically related uh, to uh, the occurrence of these unusual phenomena, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. particularly the levitations. And uh, there's no way we can talk about the levitations as coincidences, by the way. Uh, you know, either he was up in the air or not. That's not a coincidence. That's, That's not a coincidence. It's a mechanism that we wonder about, but it's not a coincidence. Right. I agree. Exactly. So that's just a little background on, on Joseph. And I will say this, that when you are that uh, successful in producing amazing phenomena, it can impact on your life big time. And it did. The church kept Joseph under surveillance and practically put him under house arrest 
because they were afraid with some, a guy with so much power could go off and start his own cult or his own religion. Not that he ever did. Not that he ever, ever would. Yeah. And, and at the same time, he was under house arrest. Another famous Italian was under house arrest. That's right. Galileo at the, at the very same time. And I often try to imagine uh, what it would be like if by chance the two of them bumped into each other in <laughs> a conversation. But uh, what, I, what I will say then, I mean, that's a little bit on the background. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Of Joseph. Uh, I'll just say there, there are three areas where there are all kinds of uh, reports of uh, divine intervention, miracles, and all of that, which hover in, in the realm of, of the coincidental. And my, my point that I want to make in terms of understanding is that these phenomena, uh, uh, the ambiguous cases, occur in situations uh, of indeterminacy. In other words, where things are open, fluid, and changing, and you can't quite really explain what's going on. That's when it's as though the natural world is more malleable to these impulses to produce these strange effects. Now, the three areas are healings, and uh, first I'll just talk about healings. Well, uh, uh, we're, we're coming to the end of this next segment, so list the other two. Oh, and the then other we'll... two are, are examples of, um, actually there's just two examples, the healings and being saved. And being saved. And by invoking... Uh, St. Joseph, when he was a living or even after death. And there are two types that I have think about uh, stories. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to end in just a minute. And so we'll get back to healing and being saved right, okay. with, with Dr. Michael Grosso in our next segment. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net.
Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back to CC with BB, the only radio program in the world focusing on coincidences. Our guest today is Michael Grosso, philosopher, teacher, and expert in psychokinesis, among other things, talking to us about coincidences in religion. Now, Michael, you were talking about healing and being saved. They're kind of related to each other as a as a f- rich uh, area of experience where in, in which coincidences are likely to happen connected to religion. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I want to begin with just a, an example of, of a reported miracle that I'm convinced was just a coincidence. And, but it illustrates how coincidence can 
inspire beliefs in the now, now this this just a coincident phrase my little ears alert because i think you're saying that it really was something that doesn't need to be explained in any non-conventional terms probability yeah. probability is the best way of talking about it yes i mean and this is a story uh, about dead sheep there's a an account in in the writings about Joseph, it's not documented. Thus, I was immediately suspect for that. But just a little story that was thrown in about Joseph saving a bunch of dead sheep that had been killed in a terrible uh, a storm, a lightning storm and hailstorm. And there wasn't a great deal said about it, but except that a bunch of sheep were involved. Now, from what I can make out. What probably happened, and again, this is speculation because it's not that much data, but it's a good example to illustrate what probably happened. There probably was a storm. There probably was uh, a, a tremendous hailstorm in which the sheep were disoriented, maybe struck by hailstones and fell down on the ground. And the farmer, or rather the, the shepherd, knowing about Padre, P, uh, about, uh, uh, Padre Giuseppe, calls out, you know, Joseph, help me, my sheep are being killed. And he looks around, and the sheep are all sort of on, on the ground. And, and in a couple of minutes, they start to recover. They get up. It's done, you see. They get up. That's and great. That's around. great. That's great. That's and great, yeah. Story that, that, that God uh, uh, resurrected a bunch of sheep. I don't yeah. know, you see. But yeah. I see how it works in that case, okay? That, that's a great story, yes. They were just, stu- the sheep were stunned and got up around the same time Joseph was invoked. That's, that's great. That's right. But I don't mean to imply by any means that uh, other reported uh, phenomena and claims of intervention uh, were, were, did not operate. For example, uh, the, the healing uh, stories uh, they, uh, they exist in abundance of, uh, uh, particularly, um, uh, women in childbirth. Uh, there are actually 22 cases recorded of, uh, women in childbirth that called upon, uh, um, St. Joseph, uh, either while he was still living, uh, especially when he was still living because his influence is so powerful, uh, or even after death. And um, in 22 of these uh, cases, it seemed as though there was a connection between uh, some uh, unusual, sudden, by the way, they always say that these healings are almost instantaneous, um, and the, you know, the pleas that the people were uh, making to Joseph. Now, there's no way, unless you look at the medical records, and there are some, some cases are pretty accurate, and detail, <coughs> in no way we can decide on, on what what was really going on in these cases. But uh, it's clear that the slightest sign of improvement after a, pray, a prayer is going to be interpreted as uh, an, an intervention. We don't hear about all of the stories in which uh, people desperately pray for help and they get no response. Right. That's but, so important. Yes. But, but sometimes we do, you see. And uh, and again, it's difficult to sort out many of the cases that have been reported, if accurate, definitely do strike me as uh, difficult to account for in any normal way, especially the claims that these healings took place immediately. And there are 
there are other records uh, of cases on on record detailed uh, corroborations of healings that are have indeed been virtually instantaneous. So I can't rule well, one, out. One, one of the things that I want our listeners to realize about you, Mike, um, is how attuned to uh, supporting references to described events you are, how you, you in your book uh, on Joseph and in so many other ways, try to not just take the, somebody's word for it or somebody's, uh, some, some one observer. You try to get as much information as you can and to verify uh, whether or not something has happened that seems uh, outstanding. Uh, and it's important to know that there are people like you who come to the study of anomalous events with a scientific mind. And you are demonstrating that very nicely in your description. Well, well, thank you. I, I think the, the beautiful thing is that the data is there, uh, and uh, it's a question of simply doing, doing your homework. Now, there's another thing I want to talk about, that we're, again, where the indeterminacy comes into play. and But it's rather fascinating the way these... Uh, wonderful coincidences apparently took place. Would you define indeterminacy, indeterminacy well, for in us? other words, uh, there are two kinds of uh, ways you can do a dice-throwing experiment. You can try to influence the fall of dice as the dice are being shaken up and moving through space. And you can also try to take a die that's sitting down still and try to move it by PK. It turns out that the latter is very difficult. But when a die is in motion, it is more indeterminate what the outcome is going to be. Is it going to land, it's going to become a two or a six or a four? You see, no one knows. It's in motion. And so that indeterminacy allows for an influence to be more effective. Well said. And uh, so, so this is the interesting thing that I wanted to describe was Joseph's practice, he would write down little sayings from St. Francis, who was his hero, in his own handwriting, and he would cut these bits of paper up, uh, these little quotations up, and he would hand them to people and tell them to use them in an emergency. And the idea is to get rid of them in an emergency. For example, there's a wonderful, there are several stories of individuals being caught in storms at sea and feeling as though they were going to be submerged and uh, and lose their lives in a in a terrible uh, storm at sea. I'm hearing Jonah in the well right now. Ah, okay, I didn't think of that. But this is this, what's involved here in the stories that I've read uh, involve throwing the written blessing into the sea. I don't know. Throwing, throwing Jonah into the sea, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then then they come back. The storm suddenly stops. You see. Uh huh. That's what happened with Jonah. That's right. Well, you know, or uh, there's a wonderful story of, of 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 again a whole family going along on a and uh, on a donkey and getting and a cart and getting caught in a storm where the donkey and the cart practically toppled into a ravine, and at the last minute they're crying out for help, and suddenly. Uh, the whole uh, vehicle is free and so on. Again, you have to look at the details and make the calculations. Yes. But, but, but what I'm saying is that it's in these critical situations 
that the, the, the calls are made and the astonishing events take place. There's one other thing I wanted to... Well, on that, um, my, okay. way, my, my, my way of having said that, indeterminacy, which is a nice summary of what I've been trying to say, is that coincidences are uh, more likely during times of transition, um, mm-hmm. high need, and high emotion. And Absolutely. and what your what indeterminacy does, particularly with your dice in the air analogy, is sharpens what I just what I my words into something more descriptive and, and visualizable. Uh, indeterminacy with dice in the air is a great uh, is a great way of describing what I have been describing with different words. You know, which by the way, uh, Bernie touches on another theme that we've discussed in the past, and that is if you want to take place. In other words, if you want, if you're looking for for a mate, it's no use sitting at home and 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 staring at movies. You got to go out and interact with the world and incre- increase the likelihood where the unpredictable might happen. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, the way you know I say it is the dog that trots about finds a bone. That's uh, right. you, You've got to be moving, creating indeterminacy, which increases. That's nice. That's much clearer than the way I was talking about it. So, you know, there was one other thing I just have to mention in this context here, and it's a phenomenon that we're all familiar with. And I, I think this may be another illustration of a false interpretation of, of the miraculous. Uh-huh. Over and over again, we hear stories of, of people escaping with their lives in terrible accidents or, you know, some maniac comes into a scene and shoots a bunch of people up and one person escapes by the skin of their teeth over and over again. And it's perfectly natural. I'm not criticizing it. People will emerge from such experiences with the impression that they were that God chose them to survive. They, they feel gratitude to God who they feel uh, saved them. That always struck me as understandable, but also somehow narcissistic and incredible. I mean, why? Why, why we, you? Why you? Yeah, exactly. Why, you know, 50 people got murdered and, and you escaped. And uh, gratitude, yes. But to imagine that God picked you out. Uh, but that's how people feel. That's my point. Well, what, what's the, but what's the other option? The other option is random. And that's no fun. The other option is common sense. They got lucky. <laughs> well, that's what I mean by random. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. it just didn't happen. But even the word lucky implies something that the person yes. is doing. Yeah. That the, the lucky person, if you look at the research on luck, the lucky person is one who tends to feel he's lucky. It's what, it, you get more luck happening when you think you're a lucky guy. Well, I think you're right about that. I was very lucky when I was a poor college student. I used to play poker to make up. (laughs) And I was an incredibly lucky dude. Well, I I think you had a need there, and I think you were amped up. (laughs) I was impoverished, and I needed to buy cigarettes. (laughs) So I won in poker. (laughs) So... So we we've 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 talked about indeterminacy and luck, um, and we're, we we got about uh, um, another minute or left so left in this segment. Uh, where are we going to go in our next segment, Mike? 
Oh, we have another segment. Uh, yes. I, I, you tell me. I, I'm, I'm really receptive to your questions. I don't have any. Uh, uh, I'd, li- I'd like to be able to talk more about the way uh, religious thought is influenced by coincidence. Uh, yeah. And maybe not just around Joseph, but uh, around uh, more standard texts and, uh, and, and parables um, and stories from the prophets. Um, other okay. stories that seem to be able to indicate uh, how um, coincidences have played a role. I, one of the things that um, religious people do is use coincidence to say, my religion is is proved my god is proved by yeah. this coincidence my belief is substantiated and that makes my belief better than yours rather than able yeah. to say there's something that we're all sharing right so we're gonna we're gonna end uh, this segment now and we will be back with dr michael grosso in just a bit okay This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, 
And of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program, for the secret to everything is for you, the listener, for those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, M.D., We're talking with Dr. Michael Grosso, eminent philosopher and teacher, about the relationship between religion and coincidences. So, Michael, tell us more about religion and coincidences. Okay, I I, I do have some thoughts I want to uh, share. Uh, Well, first of all, prayer. Someone, some famous writer's name I've forgotten said, whenever I pray, coincidences tend to happen. And uh, that, again, the parapsychologist can say prayer is a form of psych, could be a form of psychokinesis. But now what I want to say is that it's not just praying. I think the most uh, interesting connection here is with the role of belief and the role of imagination. Yeah. So that it's not just that the praying person asks he or she expects, hopes, imagines, believes, has an image, a mental image of yeah. it actually taking place. Yeah. And so it's no accident to my mind that religious people, who since who they are tuned into the possibility of <clears throat> these interventions uh, and these uh, surprises uh, occurring that are coincidentally constructive and helpful, that these are the people who tend to have and to notice these experiences. So the religious perspective at least puts you on the alert that something unusual could happen and tunes you into the, makes you more, uh, a closer, more habitual observer. Uh, Whereas other people, I mean, good things might happen to them coincidentally, and they just don't attach any significance to it. And I think they're cheating themselves of an opportunity to see and to discover and explore a hidden dimension of reality that might be operating on our lives. And there are you've just illustrated very clearly again uh, one of the ways in which people 
can increase their coincidence sensitivity. That by being religious, they come to expect little miracles during the day, little little touches by God. And so they look for them. And when you pray, uh, you're looking for them. So you're more alert to coincidences. There are many reasons why people pay attention to the possibility of coincidences. You're describing beautifully the mechanism by which religious people do so. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and the just the, the uh, uh, it, you know, we bring in the, the, the placebo effect. I mean, this is not a phenomenon that's that, uh, confined to the wild and woolly wor- world of religious belief. We have scientific evidence uh, in the medical field for a, a widespread and overwhelmingly effective uh, thing called the placebo. And a placebo is nothing but a belief and an expectation. Not, not, nothing but is the wrong way of putting. When we believe something, more is involved than just a verbal concept of belief. But as I said, expectation, imagination, uh, all of these psychic and psychological processes that seem to mobilize the unconscious, the subliminal mind, and help maybe to liberate these forces and make these things happen. A key, as- a key aspect of my giving medications to patients is trying to augment their expectation of a positive response. Right. Right. And, and that, that's certainly uh, a, a part of it. And uh, it, it's, uh, I think, this convergence of science and religion through the placebo effect is a very important idea that, that we uh, should um, dwell upon and, and emphasize, don't you think, uh, Bernie? Yeah, and I hadn't thought about placebo as a link between science and religion, Um, and it has to do with how belief helps to create reality. Exactly. You said it perfectly. And, and, I mean, that old uh, uh, New Age chestnut about creating reality can be overstated. Oh, yes. And and can be very silly and naive in some contexts. On the other hand, there's a lot of hard uh, evidence and good reasons to believe that we are constantly by choosing to emphasize thinking and feeling about certain things, we are creating our future. We're shaping our interactions with the world. Uh, The mind is guiding our minds, our hopes, our desires, our needs, our imaginings are shaping the kind of experience that we have. I get a kick out of watching sometimes how the quality of my thought influences my own physiological reactions. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, I sometimes notice the smallest things can, depending on how you interpret them, can act as a, a stimulant, a positive or a negative. I've told you in the past, for example, my little habit of noticing the clock and over and over again, it's been happening lately like mad. Just at the moment, the part of the day where I'm at my peak, I will notice and I'll look up and it's 444 or uh-huh. 32 or 2. And I always get a giggle out of it. Yeah. Because it's purely coincidental. I'm not even looking. You know, I'm not thinking about this. But it happens over and over again. Uh, so uh, who knows what, you know, to what extent we can reshape our lives through this indeterminate potential of shaping positive coincidences. Well, one of the things that you just implied is to welcome chaos into one's life. 
Absolutely. A, a certain an element of it at the right time in the right place is yeah. really a key, a key yeah. variable. Yes. Well, how do you handle negative coincidences and bad omens? Uh, that's such a good question, uh, Bernie. And you may not remember one of the very first things I told you when we first met and we talked about this stuff. I have had on occasion uh, frightening, frighteningly weird ominous, uh, coincidental uh, events. And, and describe the, the origin of the word omen. <laughs> oh, omen comes from birds, right? Yes, you're right. That birds are, <laughs> those uh, birds are doing those weird things. That's yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I, uh, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> it was the, one of those first, uh, one of the first things you told me was uh, a bad, a negative coincidence. Well, right, right. How, how to deal with it. <laughs> exactly. And my policy is this. The instant it looks like an objectively negative omen, unless there's some rationale to make a move to protect myself, I simply reject it out of hand. It never bothers me. I never let a bad dream or a coincidentally negative uh, uh, omen to get to disturb me because I am convinced that by con by paying attention and by investing these events with meaning and psychic energy and we, psychic energy yes yeah, yeah. We increase the likelihood of uh, of, of, of uh, producing uh, negative effects on ourselves uh, it's, it's been said a little different, same thing, different way. That uh, worrying about something is, becomes kind of a prayer to make it happen. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I think that people who are interested in this should make up their minds, and, and not, 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 in other words, work with the positive, uh, play down the negative, don't dwell on it, because in the end, it's we who are responding to seeds of possibility. And by refusing and rejecting the dark seeds, we're going to be a whole lot better off, I think. And by thinking about the dark seeds, we help them to germinate and to grow. Exactly. And, you know, my, my view increasingly in terms of just the art of living, so much of life consists of knowing when to stop thinking. People think too much about everything. I catch myself dwelling on things focusing, making associations. And what am I doing this for? This is leading me nowhere. Bang, you get rejected, out, gone, see? And, and it's important to adopt that attitude. How, how have you come to be able to relatively easily uh, get to a state of no thought? Ah, uh, that's, well, th there are meditation techniques, breathing techniques. Uh, I, I, I will... It, you know, this is the thing that they tell you when you're a kid, just take a deep breath and and, mm -hmm. and stop the breath and let it out very slowly. You immediately start to feel better. But uh, the worst thing that we can do is just surrender to every random thought that comes into our minds. On the other hand, the best thing we can do is be on the alert to the really helpful, inspiring trains of thought that might visit us from time to time. And how do you make those distinctions in the in the kind of gray area that some of those thoughts are? Well, that's based on your experience and your philosophy of life. I mean, right? That people have different ideas of what's good and what's bad. 
if someone tells me uh, that I've won a lot of money, uh, as has been happening recently on, online, and I don't believe it, I don't get excited about it. I just reject it immediately because I'm not interested in, and, and I'm suspicious about these uh, cons. So, I mean, the answer is every person has to acquire their own skills uh, from experience and learn how to make judgments. Well, we, we, we have a little less than a, a minute to go, Michael, and I really appreciate your being on with me and this 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 question of how to decide what to think or what thoughts to pay attention to is really intriguing to me um, because uh, I want, I'm studying intuition, and intuition is a way of getting lots of different pieces of your mind and other minds perhaps talking with you and communicating with you. Mm-hmm. So maybe sometime uh, as, as we continue this, uh, when we see each other or some other time, uh, be able to talk about how people can learn to distinguish which intuitive voices, which, which quiet voices, which impulses, which statements that seem to come from outside of us are the ones we should pay attention to and the ones we should be able to reject. This kind of filtering out mental ideas, mental thoughts is so crucial and we'll get back to that, you and I, sometime. That's Thank you very much for being with us, Michael. Thank you, Tony. My pleasure.